0: Welcome to Becoming Media Maven. Today, we're talking all things digital, which, I mean, it's 2021. All things kind of are digital, but some people are still lagging behind or they're doing some things digitally, but they're not quite sure if they're doing it the right way or how to measure it to see if they're doing it the right way. Today, we're talking with Brad Dewey. He is from Restaurant Revolution Technologies. He is the CEO there. He's going to talk about everything digital. He's got this business, which was like a godsend during the coronavirus, but it was thriving before the coronavirus, and obviously being sequestered home in a pandemic with... Catering orders, delivery orders, pickup orders, a must from restaurants. His company really came through and saved the day for a lot of restaurants. He's going to chat about the importance of online marketing, advertising, and how to do this stuff locally too. It's not just nationally, it's locally too. Even if you do cater to people on a national level, local marketing is something that a lot of people ignore and they shouldn't because. There is always a local connection even if you are a national company. I know you will enjoy this episode with Brad Dewey. Before we get to it, don't forget you can see everything we mentioned in the show notes for this episode at becomeamediamaven.com and if you have not already, tap that subscribe button and don't forget to leave me an honest rating or a review. I appreciate it. I read them all and I send you virtual air hugs for taking the time to do that. I really appreciate it. Okay, here is Brad Dewey, the CEO of Restaurant Revolution Technologies. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Okay, Brad, thank you so much for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Super excited to chat with you about all things digital today.
1: Great, thanks for having me, Christina.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to chat about things digital because I own a PR agency, and lots of people when they talk about PR, sometimes they put digital in front of PR, and I'm like, it's 2021. <laughs> like, it's it's just inferred anyway. Like, it's it's all digital. You don't have to say it. It's like an oxymoron at this point. But tell us a little bit about what Restaurant Revolution Technologies does. So, give us a little information about what it does and how it just so happened to be very timely during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, so um, I've spent my career in digital transformations um, in music. I was the president of Napster through the digital music transformation, uh, T-Mobile with the smartphone adoption and the communications transformation, uh, Sonos with um, the transformation of streaming into, into the home. And then I was I joined Restaurant Revolution Technologies three years ago, three and a half years ago, as the CEO. And part of what I saw was that the restaurant, re, the restaurant industry was about to go through this massive digital transformation. And that's what got me really excited. Um, and so that's what I joined for. And what we do is help chain restaurants grow their direct off-premise revenue. And so off-premise is a fancy way to say uh, takeout, delivery, and catering. So meals that you get from a restaurant that are consumed off-premise, okay? So through this whole process, I saw the amazing opportunity, and I'll, I'll talk about it in a moment. But what happened with the pandemic is it really accelerated it by about five to ten years. But uh, what we do is we provide an ordering platform that allows a restaurant chain to do online ordering. And so if you go to someone's website, Jason's Deli, for example, and you click on one of their locations and you click order online, that's our platform. It's all their brand, but our platform integrates with their point of sale system. So when someone completes their order and submits it, it goes right into the kitchen and looks like a member of the wait staff entered it on on premise. And then they cook it up and then someone will either pick it up or curbside or delivery. So that's what we do. And it's a subscription model. So we charge uh, restaurants per location per month. So they don't have to do like a big, you know, upfront check to buy the software. They literally subscribe to our platform.
0: You're taking me back with the Jason's Deli example, because when I worked as a TV reporter and anchor, our station in Miami was right by a Jason's Deli and We used that all the time. Sometimes we would pick it up, sometimes we would order ahead and just sit there and eat when we got there. Because you know, working in TV news, like you gotta, you can't really sit and eat and order and wait the whole thing. So that's amazing. And then, okay, we got to go back to where you said you were the president of Napster. You're taking me way back now. (laughs) Is this the Napster that I would burn my CDs from back in the day?
1: Yes, yes. And we basically we um, were the leaders of subscription. So we took over and made the legal Napster where you basically have the subscription model. It took 14 years for mass adoption with uh, now iTunes subscriptions and Apple Music. But yeah, we brought subscription music to the world and you know, all the music you can listen to unlimited on your, on your phone or PC. So that was kind of that transformation and it was a very exciting one. And now what's happening in the restaurant industry and digital generally is, I think, as exciting. So to give you one little data point as we kind of backtrack, I remember, uh, call it 15 years ago, when people, like the marketing joke was when you talk to someone in marketing, particularly the CMO, they would say, I know half of my marketing works. I just don't know which half. (laughs) And so – Then along came digital marketing, and part of that model that was so spectacular is you could target users very efficiently, but more importantly, you could see the conversion and actually run the numbers to go, was that a positive campaign? What was my return on investment? And then the third is you actually knew who the customer was and what they bought. And in 2020, for all the craziness that happened this past year, 2020 was the year that digital marketing overtook other marketing so it's now 51 percent and the other things you know television radio print etc are small so when you look at that and you look at this transformation we'll talk about it a lot but it's all about digital and getting your customer uh, a direct contact so you know who they are and you can build a relationship with them so let me tell you a bit of how the restaurants have evolved because I think it'll, it'll help relate to why digital is so important for all businesses. So many businesses, but I'll focus on restaurants, they've spent a lot of money on real estate. right? So a restaurant would pay high rent to be in a high traffic mall or in the parking lot of a high traffic mall. They would spend to be near those big corporate offices like you're talking about. Or they would spend to be on those busy intersections so cars would pull in and get their meals. Well, what we, were, what we started sharing was that despite over 50% of the, the restaurant business being consumed off-premise, it's less than 5% digital. So we were saying to restaurants, you need to embrace digital and invest in that digital marketing and relationships, and you'll actually know who your customer is what they order, how frequently, and you can remarket to them and really build a a close relationship with each customer, but on a mass basis. Okay, so when prior to the pandemic, we would talk about the fact that, look, retail is dying, right? Less people are going into malls, more people are doing e-commerce. And so, you know, you've got to recognize those trends and focus less on physical investment and more on digital investment. So that was happening. We also shared with them, and this applies to all industries, but there's a culture of convenience. We all have smartphones. You know, couples work, both work. They get home. They don't want to cook. They want more options than pizza and Chinese. And so that culture of convenience, they want it right now and they want it at their convenience, right? So that was another big trend we were sharing.
0: That's me. That's my trend all day, every day, that one. Yeah. And
1: so (laughs) you're not alone. And so, you know, that was a big trend that we were saying. And then delivery kicked in and now people were able to get things delivered. And between those two, delivery or digital ordering, digital ordering is by far way bigger trend. And that's true for everything. So we were out here telling restaurants, let's do this. And we have, uh, you know, thousands of locations on our platform. And we were saying to, to everybody, you've got to embrace this trend. It's going digital. And unfortunately- When people come up through the ranks with a certain mindset, it's hard to shift. So if you've been in hospitality your entire career, it's all about in-person service and opening the next restaurant. A lot of times you would hear, ah, I know it's important, but we're opening another location. I'll get back to you. So then the pandemic hit. And what happened was for those that didn't have digital ordering, many, unfortunately, are out of business. And even after the first wave of the PPP loans and that, you know, then people said, we said, let's get you live with digital ordering, right? They said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on reopening my restaurant this summer. I can't get to it. Now you get this third, second, third wave, and over 100,000 restaurants are closed permanently. If you don't have digital ordering, you're effectively out of business. And that's out of a million. So over 10% now have closed permanently. So tell me
0: how your business changed during this time. Like I could imagine like your marketing and sales when COVID hit. I mean, you guys were like toilet paper, like everybody, not that everybody needed it, but everybody (laughs) wanted it and everybody got it. So, I mean, were you guys just like in full force as of February, March, April?
1: Yeah. So let me give you some numbers there. For example, for our best performing clients before the pandemic, let's say they were doing 30% digital ordering, maybe 40%. Others were still only doing 5% because they weren't making a push towards it. When the pandemic hit, everybody realized, oh my gosh, I have to have digital ordering or I won't survive. And for those customers that we were already powering their off-premise, it became 100% of their business. And so we jumped in and worked with very innovative clients to suddenly go from corporate catering uh, servicing those, those big office buildings, it went to family meal kits in the suburbs. It went to delivered cocktails. It went to all these other opportunities. And that was that big shift. Now, for those that didn't have um, ordering, many of them said, okay, I'm going to go to DoorDash, Grubhub, uh, Uber Eats, and I'm going to get live on their platform. Now, what you've probably seen in the news since is those companies take 30% of the order. And most restaurants operate on a 30-30-30-10 model. So 30% as food, 30% labor, 30% rent and other, and they bring 10 to the bottom line. So some quick math, if you're giving away 30% of the order, it's not profitable. So if you saw that, all the restaurants became frustrated because consumers thought they were helping them by going to these third-party delivery companies. And meanwhile, the customers, I mean, the restaurants were doing it to just to have traffic, but they weren't making money. And many municipalities have actually capped the fees since. So let me draw one analogy of what's happening because it's happened in other industries. It's happening in, in restaurant now, but it'll happen in other places. If you remember when Expedia first came on the market, Travelocity, you suddenly said, oh my gosh, I could book travel and do all this stuff online. Well, all the hotels and airlines jumped in and they realized, oh my goodness, I just gave away my customer. I have no idea who they are. And it's now 30% of my business. So every airline and hotel have since built their own direct booking strategy tied to their loyalty plans, et cetera. So now if you order from DoorDash, that restaurant has no idea who you are. They have no idea who your name is, your email. None of that is shared. They cook the food and a Dasher shows up and they deliver it to you. And if anything goes wrong, they're going to blame the restaurant. But they, they don't even know who you are. Now, what we help them do is say, you got to be digital and you got to be direct. So instead of sending them to DoorDash, send them to your own website, let them know you have online ordering, and we actually have a delivery service that will deliver it on behalf of the restaurant, like DoorDash will deliver it, literally DoorDash will deliver it, but on better economics for the restaurant. So now the difference is they ordered from your website, you know who the customer is, and you actually know what they ordered. And every time they come back, you know what they order, how frequently they come back, and you can now remarket to them. So this ties it all to digital. It's literally the transformation of the restaurant industry because many of those expensive locations, they had no idea who their customers were unless you signed up for their loyalty program. Now they're making it more convenient for you. Uh, one of the things we did for our customers during this whole time is before the pandemic, We offered curbside pickup. And I think we had one customer that offered it. The day the pandemic hit, every single one said, please turn on curbside ordering for us. So now, when you order from them, they can give you better service. They can customize the food for you just like they do in in the restaurant. They can have you pick it up curbside, they can deliver it, and now they know what you like. So now, whether it's New Year's, whether it's Christmas, whether it's a special for the Super Bowl, whatever, you can remarket to those people and make them special offerings, special experiences. It doesn't always have to be discounts. But now you're building a relationship. And because it's digital, you can track it and track the performance. And so regardless of your industry, you, you need to take over your Google site own your data there, right? You need to actually do direct marketing, start search engine optimization, and you can see what works. We used to, even with when we were NAPS, uh, marketing Napster music services, we would say what's working and we would push as much money to that until it wasn't profitable. And that's the beauty of digital. And so that's what's happening in in many cases now.
0: I think it's I mean, obviously you're speaking specifically to the restaurant industry, but it really does apply to any business anywhere because you have to be online at this point. And the information really is all there. And why do you think people don't look too closely at it? Is it because they don't know what they're looking for? Is it because they're just kind of doing whatever feels right or whatever the other guy's doing? I mean, what would you say to people who they have the information, but they're not doing a whole lot with it?
1: Yeah, so there's two parts, and let me answer the first one is getting the info. You'd be amazed when we have conversations with restaurants that they don't understand how valuable the customer information can be. So that's first one of saying don't focus as much on a physical desk location. I'll give you an example. Uh, all of our clients, they're digital as an aggregate, Dwarfs any particular location, but they still have this physical location mentality. It reminds me back in the day, Best Buy, so actually acquired Napster and the leadership at the time came up through the ranks and all they wanted to do was build big box stores rather than invest in digital. But when they shifted and invested in digital, that's when Best Buy took off. So part of it is understanding you need to think about customer data as really the gold in all this. And the goal, not just for making money, but making the experience better for the customer. So if you have their data and you know what they like and you know what they order, imagine the next time you order, it's a one-click process, right? And I just reorder what I ordered last time and I can now get marketed, special offers, loyalty, all that. So the first and foremost thing is helping people understand how important getting that information is and collecting that information. Then the second one is helping them understand what to do with it. And so a lot of our very advanced customers, they have teams that are all over it doing whole digital marketing campaigns, but many of the midsize or smaller chains, they have So many hats that they wear from scheduling their employees to opening the restaurant, closing the restaurant, making sure there's the right ingredients and food, managing people, making the customers happy, that the last thing is really on their list is email marketing or search words, et cetera. So what we try to do is share best practices. And in any business, part of it is take control of your identity of your business on Google. And it's a very simple process, and Google will tell you how to do it. Then start doing key, keyword buys. Uh, I'll give you an example right now. One of the things that these third-party delivery companies do is people will search for a restaurant directly, and they'll hijack that by paying more on the search yeah. and pull them into their app, right? So part of it is build your base of data and then start with baby steps of search words, email marketing, Email marketing is phenomenal. And we even have one where if someone comes into the restaurant and they're a member of the loyalty plan or they, or they want to join the loyalty, we'll use their phone number and we'll text them a link to the digital menu. Now they can order online, they get to earn points, redeem points, all that. The other thing is I think people get intimidated of thinking it has to be national and all that. And if you talk to some of the brightest brands out there, they will say their strategy is super local. So even the big chains, they want to make sure that that, that location across town has a great marketing campaign for all the people that they can service at that location. And they can do that with email, outbound, texts, promotions, etc. cetera. So you don't have to think, massive budgets and uh, national campaign think ultra local because that literally is what some of these best and brightest brands are doing it's all about local marketing to that particular store or restaurant location
0: What you're saying, it reminds me of almost like pitching the media. Like with all of our clients, we say, start local and then work your way out. And we always say, you have to give the media, the journalist, the producer, whoever it is, give them everything they want or need on a silver platter, like make their job easy if you want the coverage. And I mean, you're really just saying the same thing as it applies to digital marketing. I mean, there really are so many similarities and totally understand what you're saying when you say some of these people are wearing so many hats that it's tough to teach them all of this digital marketing stuff when they're also managing a restaurant and working with vendors and cleaning tables, literally everything. We do have a couple of previous episodes, listeners on email marketing, um, as well as SEO So make sure you check those out for some tips um, that Brad is talking about as well. Brad, do you have anything else you want to add? That I should have
1: asked? So here's a fun one and it applies. I'll I'll use your uh, PR example. You know that when people have a story, how do you make it relevant, right? At a particular point in time. And uh, I'll use the example of Napster with music. Every holiday we would put out different playlists. Here's Valentine's, here's your love songs. Fourth of July. Here are the most patriotic songs. So making music or the content relevant, and same with tying your story. But I'll I'll use the example of restaurants. The ones that do a great job is they have a a reason to market to you any season. Super Bowl's coming up. It's Wild Card Weekend, and you, and if you don't, you don't have to be the sponsor of the NFL, you just say football. Here's for your football activities, free delivery, or you know, uh free appetizer with entrees while you watch the game. So you can make it relevant, whether it's seasonal activities and the like. And and the best part about a lot of consumer-oriented businesses, we're all consumers. So what what would make it relevant for us? And I mean, you pitch stories. So um, that would be my other tip is there's always a way to tie your offering to what's happening. And it's not just Christmas, you know, and that's it. Every... Every month, almost every week, there's something
0: you can tie to. We have worked with so many restaurants, and Silver Bullet was those National Mac and Cheese Day, National Pie Day. Like, even though it was pie, like PI (laughs) 3.14, we got an Italian restaurant talking about pizza pies on TV every year On March 14th for National Pie Day. Like there are always those little things on the calendar to look out for to not only earn publicity, but also plug those things into your marketing and your digital marketing. Because also people are searching stuff like people are Googling stuff around those days. And it gives you it gives you that. That date on the calendar, it gives you that newsworthiness, that reason to do something right then and there. Brad, yeah. this has been super helpful. Where can people find out more about Restaurant Revolution Technologies or find out more about you?
1: Yeah, they can go online to RRT USA. So for Restaurant Revolution Technologies, USA.com. Um, my email is Dewey B-D-U-E-A, at RRT USA.com, but love to help. Um, and, you know, it's one of these I've always told my teams and, and that that when there's changes or challenges, it does lead to opportunity. And the pandemic certainly showed that. And there's so many things that are out there. And I've really enjoyed digital in all aspects of my career. And so for those that haven't uh, partaken or gotten involved, start and you can build those muscles. So thanks if for you having have me, Christina. Not-
0: Oh, my gosh. If you have not started yet in 2021 (laughs) on digital, I am concerned for you. (laughs) I am very concerned for you. I mean, what you're saying about how, like, when the pandemic started, all of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, we should be using digital. I feel like for the last six years, I've been working from home for six years. I'm so much more productive at home. And just this last year, I'm like, do you see bosses around the country? People can work from home and be productive and get their jobs done. It's just... So it's wild one, all of the learning. Yes, yeah, so
1: Christina, a fun one on that is we're entirely virtual as a company and we were that before the pandemic. Yes. And sometimes people are like what do you mean you, you you know we have a headquarter address but everybody works from home and it allows us to get the best talent and flexible and and that. And so when the pandemic hit we didn't skip a beat and everybody's like oh got to get my people set up on email and and Zoom and
0: so <laughs> Same. It's been the same for us. And I'm like, and then I saw, I think it was in the wall street journal a few months ago. They, they released a story about how people, since so many people are working from home, they're actually working more hours and they're more productive. And I'm like, hello, you're not getting ready for work. You're not spending hours commuting. Like, why are we just now realizing this? So yeah, we're speaking the same language. All right, Brad, this has been terrific. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Enjoyed it.
0: Thanks for listening. Remember, you can find out more in the show notes for this episode at becomeamediamaven.com. I will see you again next week. I got a good one. I got a good one. Coming next week on Become a Media Maven.